on eight. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue 52 minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover, the Assemblyman Emeritus, Chuck Malamut on deck. All about your financial matters. A couple of quick programming notes. This Thursday, 915, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy returns. This Friday, Nancy Conover won't mind this. Uh, Fox News Channel's Pete Hegseth in a Hurley in the Morning exclusive at 9.04. Then the remainder of the hour will be Gary Aldrich. And this Friday, from 3 to 6 p.m., yours truly will be guest hosting the Guy Benson Show from 3 to 6 p.m. all across America on the Fox News Radio National Networks. And we already have scheduled Judge Andrew Napolitano, and the great doctor, Fox News uh, medical correspondent, Dr. Manny Alvarez. And we'll be adding to that as the, uh, the week goes along. Christine picked up the, uh, the two that I mentioned. She does a great job, the producer of The Guy Benson Show. 609-407-1450. Our phone lines are quasi-open. There's just a lot of content we've been trying to get in with Kirk this morning. Kirk, I want to ask you about the... Uh, the World Health Organization. I'm, I'm very much in support of my president who has frozen the funding and is now saying that he may keep it that way in place after the White House investigation. I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that the World Health Organization was in complete cahoots with China. Why, I don't know. I mean, we pay more than anybody. And I'm not saying you pay for performance or you pay for access or whatever, but you shouldn't be the biggest uh, provider and, and get treated like that, where they told the world that nothing to worry about. The coronavirus cannot go from human to human. I mean, they lied, blatantly lied for China. I'm happy that the president is doing this, Kirk. Yeah, I am too. And the... Um hallmark of any of these organizations that's that say world is the fact that they're globalist oriented they don't believe in individual liberty they follow the left-wing model and really they're part of the globalist movement to make you know a, a so-called new world order i hate using that term because it it can be um it's been used so many times and and basically cooped out but uh, they are they're they're trying to any of these world organizations they, they're moving towards more and more control of the individual and that's probably why they sided with china they saw that uh, you know that they're brothers in arms they're uh, a, a communist dictatorship that uh, controls their population and the world health organization has a left-wing uh, bias towards it simply by its nature that's why it was created so, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate um, that that's the world we live in. Uh, we're the last bastion that that is holding back the bar- barbarians that would put us into a permanent socialist lockdown of our lives. And uh, it's very disturbing that uh, these organizations are out there and they're, they're doing their best to basically destroy the free enterprise uh, economy worldwide and the free enterprise uh, philosophy. Kirk, I now see this sign that you're talking about, stay poor, vote Democrat. 
what I want to find out is, and I've texted the person that sent it, is is this today? It looks to me like this is a screen capture from today. To me, that's more meaningful than if this was from yesterday, because yesterday the gym in Belmar, Camden County, New Jersey, was sighted, but the officer, I thought, handled it beautifully, uh, basically said that you're in violation of such and such, uh, and have a good day, and left. I thought that was just spectacular. I didn't quite say it exactly how it went down, but that's the gist of it. This looks like Pete Hegseth uh, um, today, it, and if this is today, this New Jersey gym owner, not that far away from here, Belmar, New Jersey, is in Camden County, is planning to reopen again today. Of course, unless this is a photo from yesterday, but Michelle hasn't written me back. I wish she would, uh, because if it's from today, this is very newsworthy. If it's from yesterday, it really isn't. I'd like to know. Do you know, Kirk? If this, if this is this photo, which I assume you also have sent to you, because you you referred to the sign before I saw it. Uh, is this from today or is this from yesterday? I don't know. I saw the sign yesterday. It was inside the gym. All right. Uh, when they actually when they actually got inside the gym. Yeah, I wish he would write back uh, because if it's yesterday, this doesn't mean much. If it's today and they're planning on reopening, because the headline on Fox News, okay, there you go, Joe. Thank you, Freeholder Joe McDevitt said that he was on Fox today. He is reopening, so this is news. Again, again, you know my point, Kirk. If if you're not planning to reopen and you did what you did yesterday and you got your citation, but you're not going to go further with this, the story's over. It's terrible and, and it stinks. But the fact that he's going to reopen today and Governor Murphy has made it clear today won't be like yesterday. There is um, like that salon uh, owner that um, had a problem. I, I think we're going to have... Um, a significant issue happened here today. Yeah, he said last night on one of the Fox uh, opinion programs, I don't know if he might have been Sean Hannity or Tucker, he was on, the gym owner, and he said, yeah, they're definitely opening today at 8 o'clock. Yeah, well, this so. is him saying at like 7.31 this morning that or thereabouts that he's opening today. So it's it's going to happen. We'll be hearing about it during our program this morning because obviously – Something's going to have to give because the governor made it clear uh, in no uncertain terms that uh, if you try to reopen tomorrow, it's not going to go like it did today, meaning yesterday. Closing comment, Kirk, final minute. Well, uh, Bob, as usual, brought up a great point, the consumer confidence uh, when the economy does start reopening. Uh, consumer confidence right now is at... Uh, 73.7 it's been as high like seven weeks ago it was in the 90s so there's been a big damage to consumer confidence and that's going to be the big unknown as states open up i will point out that uh, you mentioned about the um, optimism the red states they're opening up their cases are going down their hospital admissions are going down that's giving people confidence and there's such a divide between the blue states and the red states, and the virus doesn't care about that. I know, and Kirk, we're in the final 10 seconds. I wish we had more time to, to develop this because it's a really important topic. It makes me sick that no matter what the issue is, 
everything is political. Everything is red states versus blue states. It's it's disgusting. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Mill. Thank you, Kirk Conover, Chuck Mack. The House Speaker doesn't approve of President Trump taking hydroxychloroquine. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Nancy Pelosi says it's not approved by scientists, and the Democrat, who is often sparred with the president, says his age and being morbidly obese make it worse. Now, the president says he doesn't know if it'll work as a coronavirus preventive. If it doesn't, you're not going to get sick or die. He's been touting the drug for coronavirus treatment. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave, saying what do you have to lose? The president told reporters he's taking hydroxychloroquine every day. At some point, I'll stop. What I'd like to do is I'd like to have the cure and or the vaccine, and that'll happen, I think, very soon. The president, who's also taking an antibiotic and zinc, has been on the regimen for about a week and a half. Government doctors have warned taking hydroxychloroquine could cause dangerous heart arrhythmias. There are nearly 200 clinical trials underway for the anti-malarial drug. Dave? Rachel, the president said all that after a meeting with restaurant executives. We desperately want to reopen. Now, some states have allowed dining in again. Marvin Irby heads up the National Restaurant Association, says two-thirds of his industry's workers are out of work and is asking for an extension in the loan program, giving restaurants more time to bring workers back. The World Health Organization is not reacting yet to the letter President Trump sent and posted to on Twitter late last night, threatening to permanently stop funding the WHO unless it can show in 30 days it can actually demonstrate independence from China. The president accused the WHO of grossly inaccurate and misleading coronavirus information under Chinese pressure. The attorney general is not going to take an investigation into the origins of the Russia probe as far as the president wants. Despite the president's repeated references to Obamagate and his calls for his predecessor to go under oath on Capitol Hill, Attorney General Barr says he does not expect U.S. Attorney John Durham's investigation to lead to probes of Obama or Biden. Fox's Griff Jenkins. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. There are two concerns to highlight today. First is the wind gusting between 30 and 40 miles an hour through at least this morning. Second is the ocean with rough surf and minor flooding of tidal waterways expected today too. With a mix of sun and clouds, we'll only top out around 60 degrees, certainly on the cool side again. Chance of a shower tonight. It'll be breezy and cool, low of 45. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of only 59. Partly sunny and dry and 62 on Thursday. Next chance of rain will be Friday into Saturday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Four minutes past the hour, Tuesday mornings. You know what that means for more than 28 years. On Tuesday mornings in the 8 o'clock hour, Chuck Malamut has provided you with excellent advice, just tremendous content, all about your financial matters. With Chuck Malamut, the managing director, he leads his team, the Malamut Group, at Morgan Stanley's Northfield, New Jersey office. You can reach Chuck for all of your financial planning needs at 383-2010-609-383-2010. Did you ever imagine we would need to put the area code? The program that you're about to listen to is presented by Chuck Malamut, a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast, meaning today, and subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, member SIPC. Chuck Malamut, good morning. Good morning, Harry. How are you today on this bright, sunny, but unfortunately cold day, it yeah. looks like again, in, in New Jersey. This doesn't feel like May weather, but I know we didn't want to get too far into that. It's just crazy. It's uh, I guess it's global cooling that's going on at the present time. But, Chuck, I was very, very happy yesterday. I was watching the Dow Jones Industrial Average go up by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds all the way up. I just was wondering if it was going to hit 1,000 for the day, so 900 and some. So a great day, hopes of a vaccine, and we're very close to 25,000 on the Dow. And whether you're the great Chuck Malamut with all of your experience or a layperson out there, I think it is utterly amazing that we're about one good trading day away from picking up 8,000 points on the Dow in just a few weeks. I, I didn't think it could happen this quick, Chuck. Harry, I think a, a, a lot of analysts um, were in the same camp as you, uh, you know, looking for recovery, you know, anywhere from a year and a half to two years. That's typical uh, when you enter into a bear market, but I I want to say this time's a little bit different because, as you know, the, the bear market happened very, very quickly. I think it was 16 trading days uh, where we got there down 20%, and then we went down another 17% for a total of minus 37% in about uh, 25, 30, maybe 35 trading days. Uh, the results you know, speak for themselves. For those that were unfortunate and made that decision, and trust me, you know, we all lived through emotional times in our lives and uh, pulled the plug, um, they left a lot of money on the table. And and I guess if you learn anything, and we've talked about this, I don't know how many times, I'm sure listeners are bored about hearing it, hearing about it, but the bottom line is, you know, are you going to be a long-term investor or are you going to try to be a short-term trader? Mm. And. I think at the end of the day, the investor is ultimately rewarded, um, as you know, 
you know, uh, short-term trading becomes obviously can be can be very very profitable, or at the same time can be you know can can basically erode your capital very very quickly. Um, and if anybody is is attuned enough to be able to do it on a continual basis, my hats off to them because clearly that's the aberration to the rule. Well stated, Chuck Malamut. So, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm all yours. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say uh, the Fed, I think, has been doing a solid job. The closest thing that I thought we had a hiccup was something that the Fed Chairman Powell said the other day, but markets didn't seem to be that bothered by it, where he talked about sort of a longer-term view in that 18-month range that you were talking about. I thought that might spook markets, that this is going to take a long time uh, to uh, – to heal from honestly i don't know why anybody would think it would be a short time because even though it happened quickly the amount of contraction was so significant chuck and i've learned from you it, it can go down in, in one speed of velocity but th th there's no guarantee that like a rocket ship it's going to just come right back that's why i keep saying i am so pleased that the Dow went from in the 17,000-some-odd point range, now closer to 25,000. That, to me, is um, more than I ever could have expected. I mean, we were at 29,000 when all this went crazy, or, or thereabouts, 28 high, whatever it was. So we've made, we've made a lot of ground. And is that one indice again? And I always forget. Let's see. There's the Dow. There's the NASDAQ. There's the S&P 500. Now I remember it's the NASDAQ. As of last time you were on the program last week, the NASDAQ was actually up for the year. I don't even know, know how that's possible, Chuck. Yeah, Harry, going going into yesterday, uh, the S&P was down 10.7%, and we made up roughly 3% yesterday. The Dow was down about 16 and that had the biggest day of the three. Uh, I think it was up maybe three and a half, four percent and the Nasdaq was up eight tenths of one percent going in today and again amazing yesterday and then going and then tacking on yesterday's gain, um, you know, obviously we're you know, we are positive. So <clears throat> does now, that Chuck, does that surprise you that that indice is actually up for the year, which means prior to the pandemic, the Nasdaq is higher right now during the last nine weeks of this than they were before it hit. I, I find that, if the word resilient fits, I find that beyond resilient. I, I think, Harry, in, in everyone's wildest uh, imagination, this wouldn't be happening uh, right now. We would still be going through that slog, so to speak, of, of um, you know, more days down than more than versus more days up. And I, and I think you're seeing the opposite happen here now. We, in particular, last week, when you when you look. Uh, you know, we still have we still have a fair amount of volatility. Um, but, you know, ha having said that, you know, with the comments that the chairman Powell made, the Dow, the S&P and the Nasdaq for the week of ending last Friday, down anywhere from, you know, one to two point six percent. Yeah. Now, the, the, as you know, uh, the, the Fed, you know, basically provided a, a fairly dire forecast, you know, for the economy. Um, last week, indicating, you know, monetary policy is going to remain very easy uh, for some time. So, in, in particular, what Chairman Powell said, he's, uh, the, the path ahead is both 
um, highly uncertain and subject to significant downside risks. He also highlighted the ways um, a deep and long recession could harm long-term growth considerably after the actual recession ends. And, and I think if you look at the low point of the recession, it's probably what we just lived through, you know, during the month of, um, of March and April. And I, I think a lot of your listeners are probably shocked to hear that, one, we got, we got into a recession that quickly, and then we're going to get out of it that much faster. Um, however, I think, and as Bob mentioned at the last hour, the collateral damage that has been that has been caused as a result of this, particularly the shutdown, um, you know, in all the states, and and our state being probably in Harry, I'm going to, how do I say this in a nice way? I think we're going to be the last to to reopen. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately. You know, what I think what we're missing here, because we live here, is the fact that there are parts of this country that really were not terribly impacted with very, very few cases. And it was sort of business as usual. You know, for for us, you know, our our whole economy, you know, not only in the the state, but also, you know, within the country got turned upside down very, very quickly. Chuck, and I think go go ahead, finish. I think what, what I think what people really need to understand, you know, the recession that we're that we're either in or we just got out of, you know, was you know was was created, you know, by government you know, for the purpose of of saving everyone's health. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you know, you can't, and Bob said it perfectly last hour. You can't flip the switch and co- and the economy's not going to come back, you know, tomorrow morning if if the governor. Turn you know lets everything go back to quote I'll say normal whatever that normal may be. Uh, it's going to take some time, and a lot of businesses are struggling with you know the costs of, of putting the health preventative measures in place, uh, opening at you know twenty forty fifty percent of maximum capacity, and then you sort of throw up your arms and say you know is it, for a summer business in particular. Is it even worth, you know, going through that or just sort of throwing the towel in? Well, you know what's going to happen. If if you can only be open for a certain amount of business, say 25% or 50%, or Bob mentioned as of June 1st, he can open his resort at 60%, and then two or three weeks later, he can be at 100%. If you're able to be at 100%, then it's going to come down to consumer confidence, isn't it, Chuck? If the consumer is confident at several levels, number one, that they have gainful employment and and that hopefully a number of these 36-plus million who have lost their jobs will be able to come back. Uh, I'm predicting, Chuck, and I don't think this is sticking my neck out too far, that we're not going to get all of them back because companies are going to have made adjustments and maybe they're not operating it at, at full capacity so they don't need as many people. We're probably not going to get every one of those jobs back and certainly not initially, but hopefully we get a lot of them back. And then if people feel, hey, I've got a job and I'm going to continue to feel like I'm going to have a job and I feel relatively safe to go back out again, and you and I talked about on your program last week that younger demographics um, – they don't even need an invitation. You just tell them it's back on, and we know that. You and I have done the perfect um, litmus test on that. We, we got it straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the best authority we could go to. Your 25-year-olds, maybe 30-year-old, they're not even thinking about 
uh, that they're going to catch anything and have any chance of dying. And, and the truth is, they basically have a hundred percent, near a hundred percent chance that they can't die from it. It's like high ninety-nine percentile. So they're going to flock back. The, the the thing that's going to be slower, Chuck, will be baby boomers and beyond. Yeah, Harry, for sure. I mean, I don't know if you saw um, yesterday and today, Delta Airlines is an example. Um, they're ramping up their flights in June. And and what, what, the, what they said they're going to do is they're going to increase their number of flights in an effort to have no more than uh, 60% capacity. Wow on those planes in, in an effort to keep the middle seat open. Um, now, that's what Spirit Air, Spirit Air is doing that as well. They're not booking the middle seat. Now, that, yeah, but, but Harry, if, if you think for who do you think's paying for this? Well, the people that will be flying will pay for it. Uh, but in the beginning, I suspect rates are going to be lower and it will be the airlines eating it because they're going to obviously have the fuel, the crews and everything like that. And if and you know, I mean, you you fly these these uh, airlines, not just Spirit. You fly all the major ones uh, in your job going around the country. You know as well as I do. In the beginning, they're gonna. It's like the cruise ships. Look at the deals that cruise ships are making right now for people. They're gonna have to to entice you to come back. I think that I, I think I think that has that is now changed. Uh, and chatting with a few clients over the last week, what is happening? Airfares are moving higher, not lower. Wow! And 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 if you eliminate that middle seat and practice social distancing, the average ticket price to recover that lost revenue is going to increase by forty three percent. So they're going to basically basically charge you for half of the seat next to you that's empty. Well, you think you have to do the math. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, yeah. But what I'm saying is yeah. when you're on the aisle and the other person's on the window, the two of you are each paying for that seat in the middle. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there was some discussion prior to, the, you know, about two weeks ago, uh, one airline in particular, you know, was offering you the ability to buy the middle seat at a discounted price. Uh, you know, that, that I don't think that was taken very favorably well how would why what does not defeat the whole purpose of what you were what we're saying they were doing i mean if you can buy the middle seat i heard the only way you could get the middle seat was if it was a family member that you were with and and that you couldn't do it on the online you'd have to do it at the airport yeah i mean think about you know think about the system that's in place to, to purchase your tickets online i will tell you chuck now i know this is not this is not current as the data you're sharing but just a couple weeks ago i made a round trip reservation from atlantic city to florida for july 1st through the 5th and i got something like 39 dollars each way i mean that's almost as low as you can go other than using your spirit air free mile points or whatever those things are called that i have a ton of uh but i don't know i'm going to look up we're going to go to break right now, Chuck. I'm going to look it up during the break, but they, I, I have since canceled it because I didn't feel uh, that it was going to be safe uh, to to do it as early as July 1st. But that was available, and the reason I'm so well versed on this middle seat thing is it was so weird when I went to go pick my seats. I mean, the, the whole plane was available, but straight down the row on each side of the plane, no middle seats, all blocked out. And I, I, I didn't need an explanation. I knew what that meant. You couldn't buy the middle seat. But it was $39 each way. And uh, it was a Friday. 
And that was um, pretty revealing to me that they're trying to entice people to come back. But I'm going to go look up that same flight right now. We'll be back with Chuck Malamut. A reminder for all of your financial planning needs, think no further. Chuck Malamut is your go-to guy. 609-383-2010. 609-383-2010. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. This is Hurley in the Morning. Ah, Harry Hurley. That is a great name. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPGTalkRadio.com. All right, let's see the rates. Um, Chucky, baby, for the same flights, and it, the uh, July 1st is a Wednesday, so it's not a Friday, but that was the correct dates, uh, $51.39. And, in fact, I went back into my... Uh, into my previous um, reservation attempt, and it was 39 one way, but I didn't wind up getting it then. By the time I got it one day later, it was 51.39. So in two weeks, uh, and it's almost exactly two weeks, two weeks ago Sunday, so it's a little more than two weeks now, two weeks and two days, uh, this flight is exactly the price that it was, Chuck, $51.39, which is really... I mean, I, I've paid a whole lot more than that. That's pretty good, actually. Well, I think if you go out and, and later into the summer and into the fall and, and chatting with some clients last week, those fares went up on average anywhere from 15 to 20% uh, when, they, when they looked you know, two weeks prior, which you know, is not uncommon. It's a matter of supply and demand, and, and if think about you know, the airlines are struggling right now with trying to figure out how to, you know, correctly social distance. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think maybe I'm not one of the major carriers last week. Uh, there was a video that, uh, that went around showing the plane absolutely packed and no social distancing taking place. So these are the kinds of things that we're going to need to live through. And I think the most important thing is, uh, are, are, are you willing, you know, to get on a plane and travel? Now, a friend of ours, Chuck, I don't want to. Um, I want to protect the innocent. Uh, a friend of ours that we know very, very well is flying uh, this Friday, and they're flying Spirit Air, and they're flying somewhere down south, not quite as far south as I was planning on going. And so they feel comfortable doing it, and I, I can envision what this is going to look like. They'll have their masks on, and they'll go through. Uh, T- TSA, uh, because I know the way that they travel, they they have um, they don't have to bring anything. They have everything where they're going, so they just go with the clothes that they're wearing. Uh, and they'll be on the plane, and they'll have their mask on, and they'll get off the plane. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I actually asked to please let me know your experience because what I, what I want to start hearing is were you you know were you apprehensive? Did you feel safe? How, what was it like? One thing I, I feel rather comfortable about, Chuck, I think the airlines, they, they've been using UVC for years. They're, they're, they have their machines that go up and down the aisle, and they can kill coronavirus in, uh, in I think it's something like 3.5 seconds or less. So I think people are going to, I think once people are allowed to live again, I think people want to do that, Chuck. I think people want to live and be free. Well, yeah, I, I think you, yeah, people, exactly. Once we are allowed, and I think that's, you know, one of the biggest 
concerns that all of us have at this juncture is like, you know, I think we are all intelligent and, and, you know, we'll be able to live within the boundaries that are set, set for, you know, set for us. But of course you'll have some people that, you know, will test that. And at at the end of the day, you know, what happens with these counts and, um, you know, you can't, you know, you're either going to kill, you know, you get killed by the coronavirus or you get killed by the economy. And that's what I keep saying. And I have somebody on my social media that's giving me a hard time as we speak. Oh, yeah, you want to die. You go in the front of the line and you die. I mean, they can't, they don't understand. I mean, you don't live. If you kill the country, you don't live at that point. I mean, I, I, I wish I could have a breakthrough on this topic with people that are completely unrealistic about it. But going back half a step, then I want to get to our next topic, which is a topic you and I have talked about in the past. And every time I see it, I think, oh, my gosh, please let it not be true uh, for a lot of reasons. But one more follow-up on this. I'm not saying if you needed, if you needed to fly, you'd fly today. If I needed to fly, if I had to fly, I'd fly today. But if you, you know how there's need and want buyers, if you wanted to go do something, if you wanted to go to Las Vegas, uh, if you wanted to go to Florida, uh, would you fly right now? I would fly, Harry. I think I, I would. would. Fly. I mean, you need, to, you need to take precautions. Now, there's, there's, I don't know if you've seen, but there has been a surge um, in, in uh, private air travel of late you know a, a lot in a, a very good friend of ours has a company and yeah. one of his companies is an air charter business and and they are seeing a pickup in demand now good. granted it's a lot yep. more expensive to fly yep. air charter private than it is to fly you know fly commercial but you're buying convenience you're also buying luxury and you're also buying safety and security there's a lot uh there's a lot to be said for that chuck there is and you're avoiding the terminals but you know look Harry, at the end of the day, you know, if, if you social distance, if you take all the, the necessary precautions, you have a very, very high improbability of one contracting uh, the coronavirus. And then, you know, for those that are, and I'm not putting an age on it, but it seems that they're saying anyone that's, you know, sort of draw the line at age 60, 65, you know, uh, below that age, you should not have a problem. I know, but I'll tell you what I think about, and I'm going to be 60 in uh, exactly a month. Uh, so I'm like right there. If it's 65, then they don't count me. If sometimes they say 60 and older, I'm going to count in just a few weeks, which is hard to believe. But I think about what it would what it would entail. Uh, for the time being, I wouldn't check a bag in. I would carry my bag on the plane, which I've been doing as of late anyhow. So I would have to handle it in that compartment above and touch a few things which you know you're trying to limit even if you trust that they just and fly the first flight out if i can so the nobody's been on the plane it hasn't it's already been cleaned and hasn't been cleaned again after the flight before i guess that's something we're gonna have to think about too uh you know how fast they used to be able to get people off a plane and then get bring the next folks on now i guess there's a certain amount of time i think if you look at a dentist right now they're being told to have a certain amount of time in between each patient, and it's a lot more than it used to be. I think every four patients, you would lose a patient based on the amount of additional time that the, the, the recommendations are coming out with. So then I think, Chuck, all right, I've got to ride that, that train with Mayor Buddy Dyer talking to me. Uh, I probably would stand and not sit 
I try not to hold a railing if I could. So you got to think about that. So these are all the things that we never really thought about that we're going to be thinking about now. Oh, absolutely, Harry. But you know the big the big news yesterday, as as you mentioned before, the yeah. uh, the potential vaccine uh, will probably be here sooner than uh, most people had anticipated. Uh, and we will, you know, we uh, you know, th- there's a new normal, I guess, is the best way to call it right now. But uh, I've heard, I don't know, on how many how many instances well, we're never going to go back to the way it was. Oh, I don't believe. That. Um, Why do we say that? I don't believe that at all. Come Harry. on. I I think that's it's a, a myth that's been created. I mean, look at the number of people that died during the um, the, the the 1917 through 1919 uh, pandemic. I mean, we got back to normal very quickly after that. I can't believe that with all of our invention, creativity, reasoning, technology, how does anybody think we'll never? I mean, I, I think it's these these bug-eyed punks like this Fauci that that say we'll never shake hands again. I don't believe that, Chuck. Do you? No, Harry. We'll shake hands again and we'll hug. And, you know, we will sit near each other at restaurants and, uh, you know, we will get back to normal. It might not be in the next three or six months. I think this is more more done on an interim basis. Well, I do know this. If we have a vaccine and it is a good vaccine and a safe vaccine and it's available by the end of the year, we're talking big time game changer chuck when we come back i can't believe it but we're going to be talking about negative interest rates in the united states now i say that as in the form of a question not as a pronouncement chuck will cover that all about your financial matters with the best in the business chuck malamut tell chuck i sent you when you call 609-383-2010 for comprehensive for all of your financial planning needs 609-383-2010 10. I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm getting inspired. My friends are buying tickets and traveling this week, and I canceled a round trip that's not until July 1st. I might have to have like a, a family uh, executive board meeting and, and repurchase my, uh, my July 1st tickets again. Hey, Sean Hannity here, encouraging you all to stay up to the minute on all the information on the coronavirus pandemic with your local health professionals, and most of all, listening to this great radio station. By staying informed, we will stop the spread of coronavirus. Your home for Hurley in the Morning and me, Sean Hannity, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Oh, yes, we continue at 35 minutes past the hour with the best in the business, Chuck Malamut, all about your financial matters. Chuck, why, oh, why is there a question of negative interest rates in these United States of America on your outline today? So, Harry, as, as you know, the president on uh, more than uh, several occasions has floated the idea how we should have negative interest rates. And uh, Chairman Powell has pushed back each time and, and, and said we are not going to have negative interest rates in this country. Uh, and he said that as most recently as last week. You know, what he did say, in addition to what he did say, what they're going to do, they're going to continue, uh, you know, what we've referred to as quantitative easing. 
They're going to continue to buy more more corporate bonds, which they have not done in in previous uh, recession uh, recessionary times, and, and they're doing that to narrow the credit spreads between corporates and treasuries, and at the same time increase market liquidity. So you know the Fed still has you know a, a number of a number of tools in their toolbox, so to speak, that they can use uh, to help the to help the economy along. And they they have made a point on virtually every occasion to say, you know, we're we're here to help. Um, and as you know, the the president has railed against Chairman Powell for you know basically forever. You know, from the time Powell was you know put in, and uh, and, and I think Powell's right. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how negative interest rates are going to help this country at this point in time, Harry. No, I mean, who wants to park their money where? I mean, it's one thing people are willing to park it and earn next to nothing—a fraction of one percent or a percent or whatever—but then you're going to tell people, "Hey, give us your money. We'll hold on to it for you, and we will charge you for the privilege of holding on to it." That is a—that's um, a psychological like warfare almost. That's really challenges our ability to comprehend but i do know and you've chronicled it well on your program over the years nations have done that we just haven't have never done it yeah and harry i don't i i i don't think there's a need to do that at this point in time i'm, I'm hoping there's never a need to do it but certainly not now i talk all the time chuck not just about the law of unintended consequences but just about how one cause and effect causation is amazing you think about coronavirus COVID-19 and how that can change things how is that affecting people of retirement age the virus so you know Harry the, the, the coronavirus pandemic is you know this uh, proportionally affecting those that are of retirement age uh, which ultimately could influence how parts of the economy are reopened. So, so think about this for a second. Uh, you're retired, and what do you do with your time? You know, oftentimes you travel, you entertain yourself, you entertain family members. So, according to the CDC, the average age of those that have died from this uh, pandemic is 76. Mm. With 80 percent of the deaths that have occurred in our country you know, are f- f- coming from those that are over age 65. And, you know, we kind of chatted about this earlier in, 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 in the show today. Um, you know, the younger generation is, you know, sort of throwing caution to the wind. And, and this... this very- and you and I, we spent hours uh, last weekend or the weekend before, I forget how fast time's going now, even in a pandemic, but you and I in a perfectly scientific sampling of public opinion we spent hours if not weeks uh sampling exactly the right people and we have concluded that young people are not afraid at all and they are ready to let it rip you know and i think it was evidence you know yesterday and and i don't I'm, i don't know the story with today with the gym in belmore uh, you know people we want to get look even if infections rise it, it's going to be really politically very, very difficult, you know, to relock down this economy. You know, the original case for the, the economy closing down was 
was was not to wait for the virus to be you know basically eradicated or, re- or removed, but rather just to slow it down. Ooh, ooh. And and, and yeah, Chuck, let me come in. You raise such a good point that because this is the, the this has been changed. It's like a it's like a trick almost. We're, because you know you can't get to zero uh, because it's still out there and some people are going to get it and it's sad and it's heartbreaking. So there's nothing cavalier. Uh, or callous or cruel about that about that reality. It's just it's it's, it's just it's horrible and, and great compassion for everybody that's been affected by this. Many have, but you're so right about that. They said that this was until we flatten the curve. We have to make sure that hospitals are not overrun, that there are enough critical care units, um, ventilators, PPE. We have to make sure that we don't have anybody that needs a ventilator that won't have one. And now that has morphed into we never will reopen until there's a we will never be normal until there's a uh, a vaccine. Chuck, we, we, we may not have a vaccine for years. I mean, that can't be that can't be the goal. No, Harry, look, I think you said it. You said it perfect. I mean, originally this, you know, this lockdown was to, you know, again, help stop spreading the disease um helping the healthcare system so it would not be overwhelmed and it has not been overwhelmed and actually as you know a lot of hospitals are in dire s- situations right now be- because they weren't able to have additional you know their, their traditional business you know same day surgeries as it for instance uh you know everything was shelved so now that comes back <clears throat> I think it's the day after Memorial Day from what I read. Yep. And, you know, look, bottom line, and you see it day in and day out. And, you know, you know, we Americans want to reopen the economy. I mean, you, you saw the foot traffic in Ocean City on Saturday. It was a beautiful day. Uh, I have not heard anything, you know, coming out of the city or from the state. Uh, you know, you can't. I don't know. But, how but they, they, they completely violated the social distancing. And unfortunately, it takes a week or two weeks or even a little bit more before you find out if there's any spike because of that. So that was that was that whole thing you're describing was on one hand a beautiful thing because people fearlessly went back and lived and they ate pizza and they walked on the boardwalk and they had Johnson's caramel popcorn. I know they did it all. They couldn't do the rides, but they did it all. Uh, but they were body to body, Chuck. There was no uh, six feet in between people there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Harry, I think we're going to know we're going to, well, we'll, we'll know obviously as we get through Memorial Day weekend, what the results are. But let me, let me rescore the question that you posed that if infections rise, would we be willing with the free, the governed, would we be willing to be relocked down again? I don't think people will accept it a second time, Chuck. I think they're going to say, you know what? To hell with this. Uh, I'm living. I did it for you before. It crushed my business. I'm destroyed. I, I cashed in my, my, my retirement savings. Unfortunately, the government said no penalties because it's for a certain amount because it's a pandemic. But I cashed in that. I did this. I did that. I lost my business. Chuck, nobody's going to go for this a second time. No, Harry, they, they will not. There will be a revolution. And what you're going to have, I'm going to tell you what you're going to have. You're going to have everything from patriots 
to even people who don't want to be referred to as being a patriot, to say this gym in Belmar, New Jersey. I've learned and confirmed the attorney for the owner is preparing, and this probably already happened. I'm gonna, I, I should check the wire services because if he opened at eight o'clock, I'm sure they were waiting for him. And then they're talking about arresting the Camden County prosecutor, talking about arresting the clients and putting them in jail. They're letting murderers go free, but they're going to go put people who want to go to a gym in jail. I mean, my head wants to explode, Chuck. It's so it's so ridiculous and really hurts. It hurts the whole cause of trying to do the right thing, of trying to be compliant. But this attorney has agreed to represent every client that's been arrested. That's what you're going to see, Chuck. You're going to see acts of civil disobedience. Ocean um, Sunset uh, Beach gift shop in, in Cape May. The gym in Belmar. Uh, we, we heard yesterday, Chuck, this wonderful couple from, I'll just say, from Atlanta County. They basically have lost their gym. They're never going to reopen, Chuck. This is heartbreaking. Well, Harry, you think about when you, you haven't had revenue to- Two to three months. Yeah, uh, and then and if you can reopen, what you know, what it what is it going to take to reopen and stay open? Um, you, you know, and I, I I heard Bob last hour said he's, you know, he's he's gotten a little flabby because he can't get to his gym anymore. Yeah, I I I think you know uh, a lot of us you know have created a different set of exercises and workouts in order to stay you know relatively healthy. And, you know, Harry, I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic that we're, we're getting to the end of this and our governor will do the right thing and, and let us get back to, to normal. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And maybe well, I'm look, I mean, I, I named uh, in my piece on social media yesterday and this morning over the air that as of this Friday, 6 a.m., driving ranges back open, golf foursomes back in business batting cages, shooting and archery ranges, horseback riding, private tennis clubs, community gardens. You put on top of that other things that have also been reopened. And I put that, a lot of people were putting, oh, we're getting our rights back. You're happy. You're celebrating. I'm just trying to, Chuck, I'm just trying to give people a little bit of hope. I I, I thought people knew me better than to write slop like that. Uh, I'm not celebrating that, that we're getting rights back that shouldn't have been taken in the first place. I'm merely citing, this is where we are now. These things are not permitted right now. And as of Friday, they will, and more will follow. So I'm just trying to give people hope that this is happening and that more will follow. Uh, On top of that, as we go to the last break, and we'll get Chuck right back, all about your financial matters, I want to thank a friend of mine, Johnny, who sent me the following. And I have a video that I've looked at. The doors are officially open, and I think it's called Attila's gym in belmar day two it says members heading in owners asking that supporters remain respectful for law enforcement if police show up Uh, and i would say you could probably remove that word if i think it's pretty clear they're going to show up not only did the camden county prosecutor that has she made it clear but the governor has made it clear who will be our guest this Thursday morning at 9.15 in a Hurley in the Morning exclusive. We'll get an update on the day before the Memorial Day weekend, exactly what's going on, and a little, maybe a little peek, a little window into what's coming next. And, of course, uh, 
I know because I hear every day so many people want to know when can the casinos open because they can't be kept shuttered for too much longer uh, without incalculable dire consequences as well. So a lot going on. When we come back, uh, Chuck did cover about April and it being the low point of the recession, I hope. And then you look at what's been happening since. We're going to get into the credit markets. Will there be more fiscal stimulus? U.S.-China relations, how are they? I think Chuck is going to say deteriorating corporate earnings and as much as we can get in in one more power segment with Chuck Malamut. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and WPG Talk WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPG Talk 51 minutes past the hour with Chuck Malamut. All about your financial matters. 609 383 2010. Put that in your Rolodex, in your smartphone. Keep it. Give Chuck a call. Sit down. Review where you are now. Really perfect time to sit down with Chuck and see exactly where you are now and where you need to be. 609-383-2010. Chuck, I know you mentioned it, but are you comfortable reporting that April was the low point of the recession? Well, you know, Harry, you, 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 you never know until you, you know, you, unless you're driving, you know, all day long looking through the rearview mirror of yeah. your, you know, when, in your in your car. But uh, look, retail sales you know, collapsed a record 16.4% last month, uh, with, with only, with only the online retailers avoiding the pain. So we expect to see economic data, you know, will be improving in May as parts of the economy begin to reopen. Um, now what has happened, as you know, um, you know, businesses have been sort of, uh, you know, picked and chosen, as to essential, and you covered it yesterday with the, uh, you know, with the business in Cape May County, um, you know, selling essential services, but you're not allowed to do so. And then, you know, one of the one of the uh, the big retailers, you know, this morning announced earnings. They beat expectations, but I, I think what you need to think about is like it, it was done in, 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 at the hands of a lot of small businesses. Yeah, it's a really that, good point. You know, unfortunately. Uh, are now closing because you know they were not deemed essential. Mm, so um, true. Yeah. And, and and you know we we have to get back. We have to get back. I mean, it's you know it's it's um, we we can't keep going at this pace because what'll what'll happen is uh, we will you know end up you know bankrupting small businesses. When you you think about it, fifty. I went back here and I looked. Fifty two percent of um, 500 small business owners that have anywhere from, you know, a survey was done that have anywhere from two to 500 employees were interviewed in the middle of April. They feared they would be out of business in six months or less. If, um, if the restrictions that are imposed right now due to COVID-19, you know, continued at this, at this pace. Now, I, I think you can, you can look at, you know, some individual, businesses that have unfortunately closed, um, you know, as a result of this, you've seen a number of bankruptcies with some of these, uh, big retailers and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to continue. So, you know, again, are we going to kill ourselves because of the, of the health crisis or are we going to kill ourselves because of the economy? Well stated, my brother, uh, where do our credit markets stand? 
so they still remain somewhat stressed, Harry. I think, as I mentioned to you about them, um, well, it seems like, you know, it's actually two months ago now mm-hmm. that the credit markets were basically frozen for a number of days where you couldn't get bids to sell bonds. Um, and the bids that you did get back, you know, came back. They were very, very erratic and weren't even close to what the market said they should be worth because all the dealers, you know, basically all the buyers kind of walked away. So the, the credit markets do remain stressed, but are starting to improve. So the, as I mentioned before, the Fed announced a couple of weeks ago they were going to support, you know, the credit markets. Um, you know, the absolute yields have declined and the credit spreads have tightened and narrowed, which is good. Spreads still remain wide by historic standards, but the conditions that we're seeing are slowly getting better. So that's obviously a, a, another good sign for the economy. Chuck, will there be another fiscal stimulus? Well, I know that you and Kirk kind of talked about it this morning earlier today. Um, I mean, the, the three, the three trillion dollar package that was passed by the House has has absolutely no chance. I Harry, I think of passing in the Senate, although there is some consensus coming out of Washington that more stimulus is needed. Yeah, you know, we we think we're going to see a, a package in a neighborhood of a trillion dollars that could include some relief for state and local governments, uh, some additional health care funding, some business liability protections, additional unemployment insurance, and maybe even direct payments to some individuals. Because there's, you know, the $3 trillion that was that was floated, um, you know, by Nancy Pelosi, I don't know, Harry, you know, how much of it you got, you, you really were able to dig into it. It was, a four, it was 1,815 pages. This, this HEROES Act, is this referred to. Um, and and on, on on page 1400, it addressed student loans. I saw that. And it, it basically said that they were going to forgive up to $10,000 of every federal student loan. I mean, think about that. 10000 for every student loan. Yeah, and also, I did. you know that's near and dear to me for obvious reasons, Chuck. And we've talked about this for many years on your program because we have put children through college. In addition to the $10,000 forgiveness, there's another year of no payments, no interest, no penalties of not making payments. Now, I find this interesting as well, buried in the act as well. Um, There was a provision that would allow cannabis businesses to maintain federal bank accounts. You know, something that's not currently allowed. You know, think about, you know, you know, how cannabis has, you know, you know, legalized cannabis, you know, like in Colorado, for instance, um, you know, open to operate and sell, but it's all cash money, you know, so, so, you know, I, Harry, I'm thinking that's actually not such a bad thing because if you can open a, a bank account, you can at least have a place to put the money. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of the danger of having cash in your store, oh or, yeah, or taking it to a vault, you know, to, to, to store it, so to speak. Yeah. So because because it's an industry that states are permitting, but is still against federal law. It's such a good point you're making, Chuck. A listener, a great friend of the program, wrote in. What about the national debt? I almost wrote back, hilarious, but I figure we'll just talk about it for a minute. We're in the final minute, Chuck. We're accumulating debt, the likes of which, this isn't just that our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and beyond will have to pay. I believe we are now 
accumulating a size of debt that we just will never, ever be able to repay. Harry, so after seven months going through, you know, fiscal year 2020, you know, because that, that ends, you know, April of this, of April 30th this past, of 2020, the government's budget deficit to date is almost $1.5 trillion, more than the nation's all-time record deficit for a single fiscal year, $1.41 million. That was in fiscal year 2009. So you think about it, we've... And you said million and you meant trillion. Seven months. I mean, it's a trillion. So we, we blew through that number in seven months. So I and don't this, And this is that. with another round of stimulus, and all they laughed out, $3 trillion, I don't think they'll laugh out $1 trillion more. So we have another massive. We're at 3.5, stimulus 3.5. Stimulus 4 is definitely coming. It's just they want to let, Republicans want to let this play out a little bit and see how the money that has been allocated is spent. A reminder for all of your financial planning needs, Chuck Malamut, 609-383-2010, and every Tuesday morning here in the 8 o'clock hour. Chuck, that's it. You did it. You did it well, and look forward to next time. Harry, thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully I get to see you real soon. I look forward to it, Chuck. Have a great day. Be safe. Be healthy. And when we come back, if all is according to Hoyle, Dr. Mark Newkirk, and then open forum. 95.5 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. It's a smear tactic. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. That's what China calls the letter President Trump wrote to the World Health Organization, saying he's trying to shift blame from his own incompetence handling the coronavirus. Fox's John Decker live in Washington. President Trump threatening to permanently cut off funding to the WHO and revoke U.S. membership if the group doesn't make changes meant to curb what he's called its pro-China bias. In the letter to the WHO Director General, the president said the organization has shown an alarming lack of independence from Beijing and failed to adequately respond to the coronavirus pandemic. The president has suspended contributions to the WHO in April, pending an internal review of the WHO's response to the pandemic. President Trump has given the WHO 30 days to make what he called major substantive improvements. Dave? John, a short time ago, the World Health Assembly passed a resolution without any country objecting, calling for an investigation into the origins of the outbreak. The president is now taking a drug he's been touting, hydroxychloroquine. Okay, what do you have to lose? So I, medicine? I have been taking it for about a week, week for about a week and a half. Every day? At some point, every day. He says his doctor agreed the benefits of taking it as a coronavirus preventive outweigh the risks, though some studies have shown it's not effective. The FDA earlier warned of dangerous side effects. Trump critics say it shows again he doesn't listen to science. White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany just told Fox. These apoplectic um, analyses of hydroxychloroquine ignore the fact that tens of millions of people around the world have used this drug for other purposes. Now, restaurant industry leaders are asking for an easing of loan terms to give them more time to bring back workers, as about two-thirds of them are out of a job now. Some states have lifted restrictions, allowing limited dining in, including Ohio. We had a couple outliers over the weekend uh, in regard to bars uh, that were letting people come much you know, congregate too much. Republican Governor Mike DeWine told Fox they'll enforce social distancing and penalize offenders. America's listening to Fox News. From nurses to truck drivers, doctors to grocery clerks, The front lines in today's crisis are filled with brave actions every day. And you can do your part by completing the 2020 Census. This simple effort online, by phone or by mail, will help impact the next 10 years of healthcare, 
schools, and roads. All of our first responders need your response. So go to 2020census.gov today. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Dell Technologies has special business savings right now to help you office everywhere and stay productive. Save up to 45% on desktops, laptops, and do-it-all servers with Intel Core processors. Upgrade to new modern devices with Windows 10 and save on essential electronics. All with free shipping on everything and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. There are two concerns to highlight today. First is the wind gusting between 30 and 40 miles an hour through at least this morning. Second is the ocean with rough surf and minor flooding of tidal waterways expected today too. With a mix of sun and clouds, we'll only top out around 60 degrees, certainly on the cool side again. Chance of a shower tonight. It'll be breezy and cool, low of 45. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of only 59. Partly sunny and dry and 62 on Thursday. Next chance of rain will be Friday into Saturday. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarowan, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I just learned of a term, now I've heard the words before, but I just learned of a term that is so incredible that I hope I remember to mention it before the end of the program. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to tell you that my very great friend, Dr. Mark Newkirk, is here. He is taking care of wonderful pets for basically 40 years and beyond. The owner, the operator of Newkirk Family Veterinarians the official, the exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program. And I'm so proud to have made my latest referral to Dr. Newkirk. Darwin uh, is going to meet the whole team. I know the appointment is set. And this is one of the most beautiful dogs I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. And such a temperament. Wonderful dog. Dr. Newkirk is here on the first and third Tuesday of every month, right at this point of the program at 904 and we spend 30 minutes together talking about Newkirk Family Veterinarians, talking all about your pets. And if you have a question for Dr. Newkirk about your pets, 609-407-1450. You can talk to the doc, have an on-air consult now, or call over at the uh, Newkirk Family Veterinarians at 3085 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township at 609-645-2120 on the web at Newkirk familyveterinarians.com put that bookmark that and also have the app on your smartphone uh brand new clients of dr newkirk's they were so impressed with his website which is new and improved it's it's terrific and also the newkirk app doc how are you during this great pandemic uh, we are busier than uh, heck, uh, thankfully. Uh, take, we're open and helping all the animals, and um, unfortunately, animals still get sick, and of course, we take care of them, and 
fortunately and wonderfully, uh, we see uh, new puppies and kittens, so we get to smile every day and laugh every day, and we get to play with puppies. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a dream job. I'll tell you, and it's so obvious. What do they say? Uh, do what you love to do. My father taught me as a boy, do what you love to do. Find what you love to do. You'll never work a day in your life. You love taking care of these pets, don't you? Yeah, you know, uh, it's been almost 40 years, and I look back and say, oh, my gosh, where did 40 years go? But still, every day, it's a pleasure to come in, and, uh, you know, we, we, we of course, deal with our tragedies and end-of-life things, but, um, you know, even that's a privilege. We get to end suffering. We get to end pain. And, you know, boy, I wish this was legal for us, because if it was ever me in that situation, I'd want to be put out, too. But, uh, you know, even in this traumatic time uh, of COVID virus, uh, you know, we're we're still here. We're ready. We're helping animals every day. And, uh, yeah, it's still a great pleasure, and uh, I can't imagine ever stopping. Uh, slowing down, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But stopping, and, uh In terms of the services that you're providing right now, give folks an idea, and I think we're very close uh, to maybe this conversation won't be required for very much longer. Hospitals are opening up in the very near future with all their elective surgeries and things, because as you know, they, they have hemorrhaged millions of dollars because all they've been able to do is focus on the coronavirus and those with the disease COVID-19. They haven't been able to do all the different things uh, that they do. Think about this, Doc. I mean, it hasn't happened f- for you necessarily, although you did also curtail so- the well visits and things like that. But there are women out there that haven't been able to get mammograms. Uh, there are men out there and others that haven't had a chance to have colonoscopies that maybe they had scheduled. I mean, for over two months now, going on three months, Nobody's gone to the dentist. Nobody has been able to go to a well visit. No one's been able to do anything elective. And, and sometimes elective is, is, is a, a rather tough um, term to define because if you're in excruciating pain and you were about to have maybe a knee replacement or something like that and you're in terrible pain, well, that doesn't count. I mean, that does, you get, you're going to be in pain for a little while longer. Obviously, if you're in excruciating pain, you can get a tooth extracted or do, do what is, is, is human, humane. But what, what are you doing now? And then when do you think you'll be able to, to just let it rip and just do everything that Newkirk has always done? Well, yeah, that's a good question. We're uh, still waiting on um, the New Jersey VMA and, of course, the uh, governor to decide what it is they're going to do. Uh, but, you know, there are sort of routine things, let's say scanning for heartworm disease, that honestly, in our view, isn't essential because if an animal has heartworm disease, uh, they can certainly die from it. Uh, we know mosquito season is coming and that uh, they need their preventative and they need to have the test before. So, you know, we could call that a routine screening, but it really is essential. And if we don't do it and we don't, uh, therefore aren't able to prescribe the heartworm preventative, then we're potentially leaving this dog open to uh, a life-threatening disease. So things are sort of case-by-case still, uh, but we are seeing the new puppies and kittens that, of course, need their vaccinations. Mm-hmm. If they don't have those, 
you know, then they're open to potential disease. So is a vaccine essential or is it routine? Uh, we would have to argue that it is essential, uh, especially for these young animals. So uh, we are seeing most everything now. Um, but let's say, for example, a, a dog is due for routine blood work because it's on some medication, but it seems to be doing fine. You know, that we might postpone. Um, but for the most part, uh, we're taking pretty much anything and everything because, you know, we see it's allergy season and uh, it's, you know, their ear infections. There's, so um, we're doing surgery. There's certainly a life-threatening surgery that needs to be done. Um, so pretty much anything and everything, uh, uh, x-rays, our lab is open. So uh, we're pretty much doing everything uh, as far as uh, with, a, with just a few exceptions. So uh, we are also seeing other uh, patients from other veterinarians who might not be open or might not feel confident about whatever it is they're doing. Uh, so we are accepting new patients. We're happy to also see a patient temporarily uh, that maybe goes to another doctor. Uh, you know, we're happy to see it once because it has a problem and give you the records and go back to your regular doctor. So, um, you know, if the animal needs needs help, uh, we're there. So, Doc, here's a question I've never asked you, and we've been doing this program together since at least 2008. I think it's a little bit before that, but I don't want to overstate the case. I can prove 2008 because I have a 2008 document in my briefcase of you and I and a show that we did. So we know that long, and I've never asked you this question, and I was doing some reading the other day because um, my wife and I are even talking about doing something. So I was looking at things like hypoallergenic dogs because I do, have an, I do have an allergy to certain cats. Not all cats. It's weird, but certain cats, so cat dander. I, I never thought about dogs because I've never considered myself even remotely allergic to a dog, but I started to read and dogs have dander. I didn't know that. Uh, I would have learned it from you if I ever asked. So I started to read hypoallergenic, but then it actually, in the fine print, said there really is no such thing as a total allergy-free dog, and it went into the, to the dander. Again, this isn't necessarily for me because I've never been around a dog that I've ever had a problem where I felt like I've been around certain cats, and I can feel it in my chest, and I, I feel like the allergic reaction that I get, you know, eyes itching and some stuff like that. Uh, so in terms of dogs, humans can have the same type of allergic reaction to certain dogs as they do cats. Is that, is that a fair comment? Yeah, that's true. And there really is no such thing as a universal hypoallergenic dog. Uh, if dogs that have more of the curly type hair or a tight-knit hair, say the Maltese, even a lot of the Golden Doodles, uh, seem to be less allergic, less dander, per se, um, than some of the other breeds. Uh, poodles uh, also are a possibility. It's that more tight-knit um, hair coat versus a typical uh, smooth uh, type hair, whether it's a short hair like a Labrador, it's still that sort of skinny, smooth hair uh, that sheds a lot. Uh, a big part of dander, however, of course, is the dog itself, and 
Uh, we certainly see more dander in dogs uh, that have that are on typical commercial diets, for example. Uh, we use a lot of fatty acid therapy with a lot of these dogs. Uh, but many, many dogs that have dander problems or excessive shedding uh, can be minimized by the use of, of good diets uh, supplementing with real foods and uh, um, fatty acids, for example. So, yeah, there truly is no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. And, Doc, would that also include, I forget the name of a particular one that I saw some pictures of, would not be my, my style, um, no offense, but I kind of like a dog with a nice coat. Uh, there are some dogs that don't have hair, fur, whatever you want to call it. Are they not even hypoallergenic if they have no hair? Well, no, because you still have the dander, which if we want to call it dandruff or this the sloughing skin uh, that comes off of them. Got it. Uh, and again, some breeds worse than others. But, uh, yeah, and remember, these dogs and cats that have no hair, you know, these are mutations. And, you know, this is not the way they're supposed to be. So they generally have lots of other medical problems. And ironically, many of them have skin problems. And so you're not uh, getting away from it at all. Very interesting. If, if someone's looking right now, because you and I both know, we have spoken about this, I know, on air, and I think we even had a brief conversation off air about this. During this pandemic, people have gone out and gotten pets. Now, I don't want this to be like uh, the Dalmatians when a movie comes out or some of the things you and I have talked about over the years where all of a sudden all these wonderful animals are at pet shelters and things like that, and we don't want to see that. But I think it's fair to say that there's evidence that there has been a spike in people getting dogs and because they're they're home for all this time now of course they're, they're going to go back to work soon so then they have to be ready not just to buy a dog while they're uh shut in but they have to make the commitment if they're doing it in my estimation the right way doc that you've now made a commitment that when you go back to work that this is now part of your family so in any event um have you noticed that there has been an increase in people picking up pets during this uh, health pandemic? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a great thing, time, of course, for adoption. We're seeing okay. uh, a lot more adoptions, I should say. Not not so much a ton of new puppies, but okay. uh, a lot of adoptions. And, uh, I, of course, we always advocate adoption. And the nice thing is you get to see the dog and it's full size uh you get to see hey are there skin problems on this dog we you know it's just not a good idea for example uh they're usually blood tested they're usually vaccinated they're spayed they're neutered and you see that personality which is what's important you know if you have a dog that's real clingy and just wants to be with you all the time uh you know that's nice uh, but this is a dog that potentially going to have some separation anxiety when you leave. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, look for that personality of the dog as well. Uh, yes, we want them to be with us. Yes, we want them to be friendly. But we also want them comfortable enough in their own skin that they'll go lay down in a corner. You know, they don't have to necessarily lay right next to you. Uh, they're happy to go off and chew a bone by themselves. You know, uh, if you get up, they don't necessarily have to follow you from room to room, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So personality is important, and it, well, again, leads back to adopting dogs is that 
you get to see that personality because the dog is is typically full grown um, and not in all those development stages. Plus, then you don't have all the puppy shots and uh, you don't have all the house training, and so you know adopting an older dog is uh, is a, is a really good thing to do when you look at it in this this way. You are listening to the best in the business, Dr. Mark Newkirk. We're going to step aside the one and only break that we take, and it's a quick break. We're going to be gone for about a minute and a half. We'll come right back to Dr. Newkirk. And if you have uh, the need for Dr. Newkirk's team, their wonderful practice, the, the great services that they offer, wide-ranging, I mean, uh, imagine everything you, can, you could even think of in terms of traditional and also complementary, or what many refer to as alternative care, Dr. Newkirk does it all. If traditional surgery is the answer, he's your man. If you want to have the, I believe, the most comprehensive procure of complementary medicine I don't know I don't know people in the country that even can hold a candle to Dr. Newkirk but I've, I've not found anywhere within earshot of this message that has done what Dr. Newkirk has done in terms of continuing education learning more and more complementary medicine to use whether it's an alternative to traditional medicine or used within and in concert with, uh, so hit, hitting at every possible line of defense for your pets, Dr. Mark Newkirk, to make an appointment, 609-645-2120, on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. And I was mentioning to a new client of Dr. Newkirk's, get that credit care that it's right on the app, it's right on the website, get the credit care so that if there's ever a circumstance that you either need a procedure of some kind, surgery of some kind, a treatment of some kind, you'll have that credit facility ready to go so that you don't have to worry about any type of financial crunch. And then you have up to six months to pay that off, same as cash. It's the way to go. Even if you had the cash uh, collecting negative interest rates right now, not quite, uh, in the bank, you should use the, the, the credit care because why not? Free money for six months. We'll be back with Dr. Newkirk. If I didn't say it, on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. Doc, when we come back, I would love to talk about uh, recommendations for if you're looking to get a dog, what do you consider uh, before you make your choice? I want to talk about whether you're in an apartment or you have a home with a big backyard. You could be elderly and not able to be active and running all over the place with the dog or you might be active and want to run all over the place with the dog i want to talk about all the different variables so that folks listening uh you make the best decision armed with the best information from the best in the business dr mark newkirk on hurley in the morning with doc i am hurley in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m 